0: All right, over in the book of Mark, chapter 12, starting in verse 41, it says, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts, then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called, this, called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she poor as she is, has given everything that she had to live on. Amen. I really love this account and this passage of scripture here because it's just, it's so telling of this woman's position and her heart towards God. That, that, that all that she has to live on, what, what, what she has to depend on in the natural, she's willing to give it over to God because she believes that God is who he says he is. She believes that God is who he says he is. And I, and I believe that she believes that because if she didn't believe that God is who he says he is, she wouldn't have given him all that she had to live on. She went all in on her God. God. You know the, uh, the these this is account here, and and I, I and I've talked about it before, but I want to make sure we really understand what's happening at this place. So in the temple back in these times, there'd be this collection box down at the front or somewhere in the building, and essentially it'd just be like this giant box with this crazy looking horn type situation. It might have been from an animal, might have been man made, but all you need to know is that they would throw the money into the offering receptacle, and it would make noise, you know, as it would go down. A lot of money, a lot of clatter. It might make a big clang, or it might make a little clang, but it really doesn't matter about the clang at this time, because this is what Jesus noticed. This is what Jesus saw, because it said that he noticed both people in this situation. He noticed that the rich people were just giving out of their extra, just giving out of their surplus, not really giving because they believed in God, but giving because they wanted opinions of man, they, they, they did it out of this is what I'm supposed to do or this is what people expect of me or let me, let me just give all this money because it's going to look really good when I throw in all this money. When I throw in this money, it's going to be the loudest clang, 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 clang all the way down. I don't want people to be like, whoa, look at that guy. He gave all that money. But then this woman, it wasn't about how much money she had. It it was like what Pastor Rob was talking about, an offering. It wasn't the fact that, that, you know, she had $100,000 to give in this offering. No, she had two small coins. And Jesus was saying, he's like, she gave everything to to be a part of this, to to be a part of my covenant and and to be a part of uh, of this fold of of the walk with God. Like, Like she fully... Trust. It says that she was a widow, and so my assumption and my belief here is that she's obviously been through some stuff. She's been through some things. She's had her her, her life that she's gone through, with these battles, but I believe that she's obviously trusted God somewhere along the way because she's at the temple right then and there giving her money, giving all that she has to live on. And what I, what, I, what I believe that God is calling us into in this going all in is, is God saying like, I want all of you. I, I want you to be fully present with me. I want you to fully seek after me. I want you to fully go after the things that I've called you into. When we come into this place of worship, I want you focused on me. When we read our Bible, I want you focused on me. When I sing praise and worship songs, I want your focus on me because that is where True change happens. We put our focus on Jesus, and Jesus is the one that brings change into our lives. You see, these men and these people that were just throwing in money for show to other people or show for themselves or whatever, that was awesome in the moment, and maybe they got to make a cool sound, and maybe they got to make a demonstration of how much money that they had, but it was just that day. Whereas this woman, because she gave all that she had to live on, and she put all of her trust in the supernatural rather than the natural, Jesus is like, that's faith. I can work with that. Say we're going all in. I want to pray for us real fast. I know we're already a little bit later, but I want to make sure we really focus and understand what we're getting after here with God tonight, all right? So Father God, I just thank you right now that you're with us in this place tonight as as we begin to dig into this word, God, as we begin to... um, investigate what this means for us, that you begin to teach us, and you begin to guide us, and you begin to show us what it means for us to go all in and why it's important for us to go all in on you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're all familiar with this passage of Scripture, but I wanted to bring it out because it's awesome. Over here in Matthew 6, starting in verse 19, it says, Do not lay treasures for yourself here on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. He'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Now, this portion of scripture is talking about money, but I do believe that it can be applied to a lot of areas of our life. We cannot serve God while also serving social media. We cannot serve God while also serving our own image. We cannot serve God while also serving money. We cannot serve God while also serving material things or possessions or whatever it might look like for you or somebody else. You know, it's very telling in here that God is saying, I want your heart, to be set on me. I want you to seek first, like it says in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God. You know, these material possessions and maybe some of these relationships that you you might want for yourself, a lot of these things that we desire and that we seek after outside of church can be good things, are not necessarily always bad, but there needs to be a place. There needs to be an order. You know, we need to make sure that God is the highest priority. Because he's the one, if we seek first, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, I know a lot of you, well, you're all in high school, so most of you have a pretty big future ahead of you. You've got college potentially online, maybe you got military service online or maybe you're going right into the workforce or maybe you're traveling for a little while. I don't know what your situation is, but I believe that if you put your focus on him rather than thinking about those things all the time. You need to be thinking about those things. You need to be concerned about those things, but God, if we focus on him, all the other things will come into place and make sense for our lives. Amen. Amen? And I really feel impressed to say this to somebody in the room tonight, and, and I don't know who it is, and, and, but if we seek first the kingdom of God, all these things are going to be added unto us. But I do believe this. There's someone in this room tonight, if you continue to seek after the things you've been seeking after, you're going to lose everything. And God doesn't want you to lose everything. You know, the, these, these men that were at that, that temple, you know, they were seeking after the opinion of man. And, and, you know, maybe for a moment they would feel fulfilled or they'd feel satisfied and, and maybe they got something in that moment, but that's not a lasting change. That's not like a, a, something they can hold on to and then go throughout life with because that's not sustainable, but God, he's saying, if you seek first me, I'll make sure that you have what you need. And, and that, that, that word seek actually just means to set your heart upon, to set your sights, to set your gaze, to set your focus on the kingdom of God, set your sights on what he wants for your life. Set your sight. Like, when we come into this place, when we come into this time of worship, or when you're reading your Bible, what you need to start doing is coming with intentionality. Coming in and saying, like, God, I'm giving you all of me in this space so that way you can give me all that you need to give me. I have my hands open to you, putting all my trust in you to get what I need. Like, if you're in this place and you need a healing in your body, you should come expecting to be healed. If you're going through issues and maybe you're having depression or maybe you're having anxiety or maybe you're just in confusion, come in the room knowing that God's going to help you. Open your Bible knowing that God's going to help you. Pray to God knowing that God is going to help you. God is calling you to a higher level of being serious about him. It's going to take you guys making that choice for yourselves That this relationship with God is yours. It's not Lamar Chaplin's relationship with God and Charlie gets to reap the benefits of it for the rest of his life. You know, maybe he will to some capacity, but the highest and best for Charlie is to have his own relationship with God, to for himself when he comes into the presence of God with his own faith and his own desire of seeking after him, that's what God wants for him. That's what God wants for you. He doesn't want you to live off secondhand faith. Over here in James 1, 22 through 25 It says, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you carefully look into the perfect law that sets you free and you don't do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. I get it. A lot of you guys, it's hard to pay attention for 15 to 20 to 25 minutes, but... If we, in, if we get ourselves around the things of God, but we don't actually start to absorb what he's talking to us about, then we're not going to change. That's what it's saying in here in the scripture. It says, don't just listen to God's word. Just do, you must do what it says. Don't simply be around the things of God and expect God to work in your life. Like come knowing that when I knock on his door, when I seek after him, when I ask something, I will receive. But it needs to be real for you. It needs to be something like, because I can't do that for you. I wish I could. I wish I could just throw it all to you. And with my faith, you just get everything that God has for you. But it's got to be yours. And the only way for that to happen is to fully immerse yourself in him to fully just commit and go all in you know in that scripture matthew 6 says no one can serve two masters without you know despising one meaning god doesn't want you to have one foot in one foot out because it will be impossible for you to be effective in either way on either side of this situation you will be ineffective because you're just riding the fence you're not investing all of yourself into either side of these things Basically, either go all in on God or go all in on something else. So that's the only way you're going to be able to do effective things in your life. And the most highest and best is to go all in on God. Go all in on God. You know, we talk about it a lot, Isaiah 55 and 8. It says that my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So the way that we think about things, the way that we might process things, it's not going to make sense to our natural mind to come into this room every Wednesday night and believe God that he's going to give me a touch or give me an answer or give me revelation. revelation. It might not make sense to our natural mind, but my thoughts are not like his thoughts. Your thoughts are, are not like his thoughts. But I can tell you this. If you come into the room with that all-in attitude and you're saying, God, I'm going to give you all of me so I can get all of you, that's when it's going to work. That's when it's going to make effective change in your life. That's when his thoughts will start to become your thoughts. His ways are going to start to become your ways because you're actually submitting to him. Don't just come in the room. Be a part of what God's doing. Be a part of, of what He's trying to say to you. Be a part of this plan that He's had for your life. You know, we talk about Jeremiah 29 11 all the time that, that God has a plan for your life, a plan to prosper you, to give you hope and a future and an end. But the only way for you to actually understand what that plan looks like is first go all in on His plan, not your plan. You know, when, when you over here in Matthew 6, you're thinking about, okay, my plan is, all right, I got to go to college for four years, and then after four years, I'm going to get an extra degree, and I'm going to get this job, and I'm going to get married by 27. I'm going to have three and a half kids. I'm going to have a dog. i have a white picket fence. You know, that's your plan. And you can spend all day thinking about it. You can spend all day planning about it, but if it's not what God wants for your life, it's not the highest and best. You can have a good life, but what God is calling you to an abundant life Amen? Say, I want the abundant life. Over here in Psalms 1, 1 through 3, it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither and they never and they sorry, and they never they prosper in all that they do. The reason that I wanted to read that scripture is because it says they're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Leaves never wither and they prosper in all that they do. God is wanting you to root yourself to him. And, and I believe that rooting is fully committing. And that's going all in, fully investing all that you are to root yourself into the things of God. Root yourself into what he's doing in your life, maybe in your family's life, in your community, but fully investing and in rooting yourself, going all in. And the reason why that, I believe that, that that's very uh, 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 vital and such a good picture of really rooting yourself next to the riverbank is because you're saying, I am going to be safe here. I trust this spot. If I go here, I know that I will be provided for. Like a tree that is planted by the riverbank, if for whatever reason it decided, I don't want to be planted here anymore or I don't want to receive from the riverbank today, I'm going to go somewhere else, and it uproots itself somehow, it's not going to be able to produce fruit. Its leaves will wither, and they will die, and eventually the tree is probably going to look pretty unhealthy, and probably a lot less like a tree than it was supposed to look like and so God is saying that if you plant yourself along his riverbank and when you come in to a room or a bible session or whatever it looks like you need to come in saying like I am fully committed to what God is doing I'm fully focused on what God is doing I'm fully with what God is doing And through him and through this and what he's doing in this place, I know that I will be fruitful. I know that I'll be provided for. I know that I won't wither. I know this, I know this, I know this. And that's what happens when you get planted in God and when you really start to go all in on him, you know that he will show through. You know that he'll always come through. And back to that woman with the two mites, I believe that that is why she gave all of herself, gave everything over to God. Because what he did for her before, she knows he'll do it again. And then the next time, he'll do it again. And then the next time, he'll do it again. She fully trusts that God is who he says he is. And so when she comes into the temple, it's not even a second guess. She just knows, I'm going to give it all to him because I know he'll provide for me. I know he'll speak to me. I know he'll help me. I know he'll guide me. This is not just a game. This is not just a social club. This is life. So good. I love it so much. God's awesome. This is, this is not meant to be like a, like a depressing thing by any means. This is a good thing, guys. This is an opportunity. And really, I just wanted to share from my heart, from God's heart to you guys tonight, because that is really what I believe in this. This is what I believe for you guys, is that when you fully go all in on him, your life is going to be amazing. When you come into this space respecting and knowing that the almighty, powerful, wonderful, loving God is in this room and he wants to meet with you, it changes things. It changes things. The God of this universe, the God of the, 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 that made everything, he hung the stars in the skies and he put trees out there and the seas in the ground, he made freaking giraffes. Like, God is awesome, and he's amazing, and he wants to talk to you. He wants to help you. He wants to go through life with you. So tonight, God is challenging you. God has challenged you to to go a little further. Go all in, but at least start giving over a little bit more of yourself. Start to think, okay, Analyze, is there anything in my life that I'm putting before God? Or maybe when I'm in this room on Wednesday night and he's up there speaking, am I thinking about Netflix? Am I thinking about what's, what's on my phone notification right now? Or, or, hey, am I thinking about my girlfriend? Or am I thinking about my boyfriend? Or whatever it is. Like, are those things, are those the thoughts that you're having when you're in the things of God? Is like, man, I'm really hungry right now. Oh, my gosh. Or, man, I just read a really good book. I can't believe I read that book. That book was awesome. I'm so excited about that book coming out. I don't know if you guys read books. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Hey, man, there you go. There's Charlie. He read a book. You know, uh, this is, God, he has all of this for you. And he's done so much just from what he did with Jesus. What more would he not be willing to do for you? He gave his one and his only son so that you could experience this abundant life. But you can only experience it if you make it real to you. If you go all in on him. Amen? Say, I'm going all in. I wanna pray for you guys real fast. Father God, I just thank you for every single person in this room tonight, Lord. I just thank you for their heart. I thank you for their minds. I thank you for their callings, Lord. I pray that right now you're revealing to them and you're talking to them and you're nudging them and saying, hey, let's do better about this. Let's be more serious about what I can be for you. I believe that God is talking to some of you right now and saying, look, I want to be more than just your savior. I want to be your Lord. I want to be your provider. I want to be your deliverer. I want to be your healer. I want to be your comforter. I want to be your friend. I want to be these things for you, but you have to want it for yourself. So God, I pray that those in this room tonight, they analyze within themselves. They start to talk to themselves and start to talk with you and try to figure out what it is that they need to do to get their order in check, to make sure that they put nothing before you, that they block out any noise, and they set their focus on you, and they seek the kingdom of God above all else. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. And just